Which guests are coming over this Shabbos to your place? Does your nanny prefer chollant or gefilte fish? Welcome to the Transformative Life. My name is Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Today we are on page 61 of Tractic Subas. And we learn that Elijah appears to those who share their Shabbos meals with friends and one's extended household members. Welcome to the Transformative Duff, and thank you for being my Chavarissa today. I like to begin with the story. Ahav was a wicked king who lived during the time of Elijah the prophet. He had sinned and led the country in idolatrous practices. As a result of his sins, famine and drought had come to the land of Israel. One day Elijah said to Ahav, As God lives, the God of Israel whom I serve, there will be no dew or rain except at my bidding. Ahav was understandably unimpressed and sought to kill the prophet. God told Elijah, Leave this place, turn eastward, and go into hiding by the Wadi Cherith, which is east of the Jordan. You will drink from the Wadi, and I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. He proceeded to do as God had instructed, and off he went to Wadi Cherith. Every morning and evening, ravens brought him bread and meat, and he drank from the Wadi. After some time, the wadi dried up because there was no rain in the land. The word of God then came to him and said, Go at once to Tzrafat of Sidon and stay there. I instructed a widow there to feed you. So he went at once to Tzrafat. When he came to the entrance of the town, a widow was there gathering wood. He called out to her, Please bring me a little water in your pitcher and let me drink. As she went to fetch it, he called out to her, Please bring along a piece of bread for me. As Hashem your God lives, she replied, I have nothing baked, nothing but a handful of flour in a jar and a little oil in a jug. I am just gathering a couple of sticks so that I can go home and prepare it for me and my son. We shall eat it and then we shall die. Do not be afraid, said Elijah to her. Go and do as you have said, but first make me a small cake from what you have there and bring it out to me. Then make some for yourself and your son, for thus said God, the God of Israel, the jar of flour shall not empty out and the jug of oil shall not fail until the day that God sends rain upon the ground. She went and did as Elijah had spoken, and she and he and her household had food for a long time. The jar of flour did not empty out, nor did the jug of oil fail, just as God had spoken through Elijah. After a while, the little boy fell sick and his illness grew worse until he had no breath left in him. She said to Elijah, What harm have I done you, O man of God, that you should come here to recall my sin and cause the death of my son? Give me the boy, he said to her, and taking him from her arms, he carried him to the upper chamber where he was staying and laid him down on Elijah's own bed. He cried out to God and said, O Hashem, my God, will he bring calamity upon this widow whose guest I am and let her son die? Then he stretched out over the child three times and cried out to Hashem, saying, O Hashem, my God, let this child's life return to his body. Hashem heard Elijah's plea, the child's life returned to his body, and he was resuscitated. Elijah picked up the child and brought him down from the upper room to the main room and gave him to his mother. See, said Elijah, your son is alive. And the woman answered Elijah, Now I know that you are a man of God, and the word of Hashem is truly in your mouth. Let's look at today's Gemara. Rav Yitzchak Baruch Hananya quoted Rav Huna, All foods may be withheld from the waiter until the guests have eaten except for meat and wine. Regarding Avuya Bar-Ihi and Minyamin Bar-Ihi, one of them would give his waiter from every kind of food that he ate, while the other would only share one of the dishes with him. Elijah conversed with the former sage, but Elijah did not converse with the latter sage. And they were two pious men. Some say they were Rav Mari and Rav Pinchas, the sons of Rav Chista. 
One sage would feed the waiter before the meal and the other sage would give him afterwards. The one who gave earlier, Elijah conversed with him, but the one who gave it later, Elijah did not converse with him. Let's analyze today's Gemara. Why did the widow merit to have her son resurrected? Because she was prepared to give food to a hungry stranger even before she had fed her own family. The Ben Ishchai points to this story and explains why Elijah appeared to the sage who would feed his hungry waiter before himself. He adds that the first story of the sages must have taken place on Shabbos, when it is proper to partake of various delicacies. After Havdalah, he explains, we sing about Eliyahu Hanavi, Elijah the prophet, as he writes a report of all the merits that we accrued over Shabbos, including the special foods that we ate. If we shared our delicacies with others, that's double points. God gave us this world to enjoy, but more importantly, he placed us on earth to make this world a better place and become net contributors. Every opportunity for enjoyment is an equal opportunity for contribution. It's a mitzvah to enhance our Shabbos meals with delicious dishes that we wouldn't partake of during the week, but it's an even bigger mitzvah to share those delicacies with other people. We all love having guests at our Shabbos tables, but sometimes we're so busy running around all week long that we just want some peace and quiet on Shabbos. We feel like just having the meal and putting up our feet and relaxing. Who needs the hassle of a meal to last three hours? Why bother with the fancy crockery and all the cleanup when we just eat off disposables because it's just us? Especially after a year of eating alone during the pandemic, it's a real effort to bother with thinking about Shabbos guests. But that's the true delight of Shabbos. Yes, God wants us to enjoy his delicacies, but even more, he wants, us to, he wants to see us break our bread with someone else. For some people, the challenge is to part with some of their personal delights to share with guests. For others, the challenge is to part with their precious R&R time to spend their Shabbos with others. Nonetheless, it's undoubtedly worth the effort. Having guests changes the entire tenor of the meal for yourself and the kids. The Shabbos meal shouldn't be a quick in and out. It should look different from the rest of the week, replete with Zmira singing, Divrei Torah, and yes, even just schmoozing. That's all part and parcel of the delight of Shabbos, and having guests ensures the meal becomes more than just dinner. It becomes an experience. But of course, our Gemara is much more than just about having your friends over. That's important. But it's also important to remember those less fortunate. Whether that's someone in Shul who you think might not have anyone to spend Shabbos with, or even your own domestic help. Who did Elijah appear to? The sages who thought about their waiters and wanted to make sure that they felt appreciated and cared for. How do we treat those who work for us? Whether they're our professional employees or domestic help, we must never forget that they are equal human beings created in the image of God. They have feelings and needs and one must always be sensitive to them and mindful of their spirit. Sometimes we reason to ourselves, well, compared to where they came from, life is great. Back in their home country, they barely had enough to feed their families. Now they enjoy Western life, they get their days off and they have extra money to send back in the form of remittances. They should be more than grateful for what we've given them. That's not an acceptable attitude. Listen to the sage teachings of the Talmud. You're not even allowed to make their mouths water before they're serving you. You need to feed them first. Before the guests arrive and they're serving everyone, they get to eat the Shabbos delicacies. They are holy human beings that must be treated with the utmost dignity and sensitivity. Every human being is equal in the eyes of the Almighty. Never take your good fortune for granted. You must be forever grateful for his bounty and never feel that you are better than the next person who has not been similarly endowed. May you share heaven's bounty with all of God's children, taking it to a whole other level on Shabbos, wishing you a transformative day.
you for tuning into the Transformative Duff Podcast with Rabbi Daniel Friedman. Whether you've been doing Duff Yomi for years or you're not quite ready to commit but want to be part of the Duff Yomi global movement, there's something in the Transformative Duff for everyone. It's about joining the conversation. It's about talking over the Duff with your family, your friends, your colleagues. It means never being short of a discussion starter or a meaningful Dvar Torah. Every page of the Gemara, every word, every letter contains the secrets of the universe to achieving a life of simcha and purpose. Transform your life today. The Transformative Daf is published by Mosaica Press and available at all good Jewish bookstores and online from mosaicapress.com. Thank you, The Transformative Daf.